to Promo Insiders, a podcast from ASI's Counselor Magazine. In this series, we'll be tackling the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry, from hard-hitting subjects like COVID-19 and tariffs to fun trends and new opportunities. I'm John Cargan with Counselor, and today I'm joined by Marty Lott, founder of Sanmar, the largest company by revenue in the promotional products industry. Marty is the recipient of the 2020 Counselor Lifetime Achievement Award, and in this discussion, we'll be examining how the company has been dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. So, first of all, I, I, it's the uh, first time I got to talk to you in a few months. Congratulations on the Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, well, thank you very much. What, um, how, how has everything been for you? I mean, the last time we talked was, I think, March. How has uh, life been and business been since we've been dealing with all this? Um, so I think March was probably the bottom or bottom of the curve. Yeah. Um, and um, the world, we reproject, we were doing it every week. Now we do it every two weeks. Okay. And so... Um, Every two weeks, it looks a touch better going forward. Um, I'm really not concerned about, so to speak, today. It's the rest of the year. Um, but um, you start to feel really good, and then um, you get these new COVID numbers out from Texas and Florida, and all of a sudden, it's like, well, maybe it's not so good. Um, so it's... Um, you know, my entire life, this is by far the the fastest changing time I think I've ever gone through. Um, 9-11 was sort of a bam, it hit, and then you climbed out of it. Yeah. Um, but there there wasn't a second 9-11, so to speak. Um, COVID has changed everybody's personal lives just tremendously. Um, I've gotten really good at sanitizing UPS boxes. Um, <laughs> never knew how to sanitize lettuce before. My wife had to teach me how to sanitize lettuce. Um, so it's, I don't want to say I'm getting used to it because I really, I don't like a lot of the things that we're doing today, um, but you have to do them. Um, my grandchildren have to do things. <clears throat> that they don't necessarily like and they don't get to do <clears throat> things that they like. Um, and it's sort of, this has hit every age group. I don't know if anything in the past has ever hit every age group. So we're all learning new, new things. Yeah. Have you been able to come in contact with your grandchildren? Um, I have, and I'm slowly getting closer and closer um, I started with water skiing oh. because they could be in the water. I could be in the boat and yeah. we were very socially distanced and, <laughs> you know, we didn't, we could talk. Um, but it was initially, there were sort of drive-by talkings yeah. and, um, team and, um, zoom conversations. Now, um, we're getting within the six feet. So, um, it's still not that that hugging on. Um, right. And I think that, you know, for a lot of people in the world right now, hugging is the big miss. 
maybe there are some cultures where they didn't hug and it's okay. Um, and then the question is, you know, will hugging come back? Um, is handshaking going to come back? Will you shake a stranger's hand in the future? And I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. What about in terms of business and Sanmar? How has business been uh, for you guys, uh, I guess, since, since all this has been going on and since some states are reopening? Yeah, so um, we were very, very early in the PPE um, business. Um, <clears throat> we got a very large government contract for masks. Okay. And that kept our t-shirt factories in Honduras busy, uh, which is... For us, one of the big concerns is how you keep people employed. And we were able to keep people employed making masks. And now they're actually making robes. So um, we've done a good job with keeping sewers around the world busy. Not every one of them, but um, certainly more than we would have been able to if we had not gotten into masks and robes. Um, business has progressively gotten better um, sort of like every week has been a little bit better um, you're, when you're in my position it's kind of when is the next shoe going to drop um, yeah, yeah. and that's, that's the big fear and you just don't know I wish I I wish anybody had an answer forget me um, <laughs> I mean, it's, there, there is no there is no good answer to it. So right now things are looking okay. And um, we're very hopeful for the future. When you talk about the robes, are they like, like why, why are robes, uh, I guess? In Surgical demand, robes. Right? Sur oh, Surgical. Okay. Okay. Surgical robes. Gotcha. Um, what, you know, I guess surgical robes, masks, PPE, is there any non-PPE items? Is there any, um, I guess, traditional promo promotional products that you guys have seen maybe a rise in? Yeah, when we, um, when we initially got into this and saw the fall that was going to happen very quickly, um, we, we sort of took everything down, um, sort of every category. And I would say that virtually every category has moved up nice and gently by itself. So we're selling the rest of the catalog, so to speak. Um, we're not selling as many as we thought we would a year ago, but um, compared to what we thought March 1st, um, we're actually doing better than we thought okay. we would do. That's so, good news. So it is good news. So it's coming back, but it's not, you know, this is not going to be a phenomenal year. Right. Well, let's talk about uh, last year, because that, uh, apparently, from, from what I understand, Sanmar is now the number one company on both the supplier and the distributor side in terms of revenue, if I have the, the figure right, reaching $2.4 billion. Um, I guess, well, first of all, congratulations on that. Thank Second you. Second of all, uh, what, what do you attribute that to? Um. <clears throat> Probably 49 years of constant growth. Um, we didn't sort of come out from the shadows and just do it all at once. Um, this has been, we did it without acquisitions. So 
we've never bought a competitor. Uh, we've bought some factories um, and some manufacturers, but um, we've done it by, I would say, following my two basic principles plus a whole lot of new ones. But um, you got to tell the truth and you got to be nice. And to me, if you do those two things, there's more stuff you should do afterwards. But um, those two are the foundation to build a strong company. I want to touch back on, you mentioned Sanmar never really acquiring a, com a competitor. Is that something that, you know, it, is that something that you set out to, to do? Or is that, that an opportunity just hasn't come up that you guys like? I, no, there's been a ton of opportunities. We have competitors who've done a lot of acquisitions. Um, we've always felt that it was better for us and our customer base to build a business instead of try to buy a business. Now, if we wanted to get into something totally new and different, maybe we would buy somebody because we need the expertise. Yeah. But... Um, we didn't need the expertise to sell jackets and sweatshirts and polo shirts. What do, what do you think about, uh, because in recent years, we've seen a lot of companies uh, consolidate and we've seen a lot of mergers and acquisitions. Is that something that, you know, do you anticipate that amplifying with COVID-19 and, and how business has changed? Well, COVID clearly is going to put people out of business on in every sector, whether it's a restaurant or it's a promotional products distributor, um, there are going to be people who will not be able to make it on their own. And so I think you will see just as many acquisitions coming forward. Um, and maybe in some cases you won't see the acquisition, but you'll see the company shut down and the salespeople will end up going to work for someone else. Uh, but I think you're going to see both happen. Yeah. Um, what, what, what about markets? Uh, I know you, you know, obviously as a supplier, uh, you're not dealing with the end user, but in terms of markets, um, do you, do you see any surprising markets emerging from, from all of this? Well, clearly healthcare yeah. uh, came way up. Um, we had, we have a, portion of our business that um, we used to call spring sports. And it was when your kid was going to play baseball or soccer or basketball or whatever you were going to play in the spring. And during every recession in the past, that has always held true with, it was a sacred cow. Nobody touched spring sports. Um, you put your kids into baseball, even if you were out of work. Um, and they got a uniform and you supported the team and you bought a t-shirt and you went to games and all of that was, that was sacred on, um, this is the first time that spring sports literally did not happen. It was an absolute bust. Um, we're feeling like there's going to be some fall sports on, um, maybe not as many as there was last year, but Typically, fall sports, you start selling the product in late June, July, and August, and July is the big month. Um, early indications are 
that there will be fall sports, just probably not to the extent that we saw them last year. I mean, for you guys, that's got to be very encouraging, right? Well, it's encouraging. It's a, it's a really nice piece of the business. Yeah. Uh, it's very seasonal. Um, it's sort of like um, school uniforms. Right. You sell polo shirts in white, red, and navy in June, July, and August in youth sizes. And those are the only three months a year you sell them. Um, and you know where they're going. They're, they're going for schools. Um, so we haven't seen that yet, but it's, we're, we're sort of at the tip of that. Some of this is like in the next couple of weeks, Yeah, we'll know if people are going to buy school uniforms, are people going to go to school? Are they going to end up zooming and, you know, doing school online again? There's a lot of talk about how schools might open up, but we're not really sure yet. That's what this whole thing is, is still a waiting game. Like you said, it's, you know, it's just impossible to kind of predict what's going to happen. Um, in, in terms of you and your career, I mean, obviously, you know, like you said, you've been through many different recessions, but nothing quite like this. Is there still any advice, any wisdom that you can kind of offer other business leaders uh, when, it, when it comes to dealing with something like this? Um. So a great question, but I'm going to answer it a little differently. The real advice comes when there is no recession, when times are good. So my first seven years in business, um, I never took a paycheck. I had a part-time job. My wife was a teacher. We lived off of her salary and my part-time job. And I reinvested everything back into the company. And although I've taken a salary since then on um, we've always believed that the vast majority of everything we make goes back into the company to build the company. And when you have a strong balance sheet and you get into tough times, you can get through them. If you, if you're in big debt to start with, you got big trouble. What would be something, I guess, uh, that you would, what, you know, one aspect of the business that you would want to really focus on putting that money back into? Is it staffing? Is it technology? Is there something key or is it different for everything? Well, you're doing it in everything, but realistically, I'm going to say 90% of your, uh, your profits are ending up in inventory or inventory related things like racking or warehouse space on people is a is a common expense that you just have every month on and typically you're not investing in additional people you have the proper number of people on but for me it's inventory for the promotional products distributor on i think it's having the cash to make it through tough times on. And many people have told me on during the 08, 09 recession that they actually made more money in 09 and 10 because um, they were able to cut expenses so much. Okay. Um, there's nothing worse than having good times and spending past your, your means. Um, spend what you want to spend, but, don't overspend just because it's good times. You should put money away. 
Absolutely. My grand my grandfather taught me that. So well, oh, okay. well, we'll go all the way back to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, when I wrote the profile for your uh, Counselor Lifetime Achievement Award, I asked your son, uh, you know, what advice, what, what did he gain from you? And he said that just by working with you, uh, I guess, for the past 20 years or, or even more, he's been able to learn so much, not just about business, but about being a father, about being a husband, about being a man, about being a community leader. Um, you know, your relationship with your son, how, how do you think he's handling all of this right now? Because he's really, you really gave him the keys to the kingdom. And, uh, and, and this is something that, that you couldn't have, you know, possibly prepared him for. Uh, no, um, you got to prepare yourself for it. Um, he has far more stress than I have. Um, <clears throat> one, he has six children. Oh, wow. And um, <laughs> there's people who are really enjoying working from home. Uh, much harder for him to work from home um, just with that many kids in the house. Um, so he's getting it from more angles than I am. Um, okay. I'm still involved in the business, but not to the extent there's, there's a million things going on today that didn't go on six months ago that you have to deal with. So, and he has to deal with those and, you just have to be strong and um, power through it. Absolutely. Well, you powered through, I mean, Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, 50 years. Is, is that what we're, we're aiming for? Uh -huh. Yeah. So next year is my 50th year. Um, I was with my son yesterday and I said, you know, maybe next year I'll semi-retire and he goes, we'll see. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've sort of said that before, but um, I'm waiting. Is that, but, but is, is that something that you think, I mean, especially something like, like right now with, with all that's going on, retirement must seem like a great, like escape from all of this. Is that how you view it or you just not ready to let it go yet? No, I think that it's, you said it in an interesting way. Um, I'm not looking for the escape. I want to, my wife would tell you that I'm a problem solver. I love solving problems and this is the biggest problem I've ever seen. So I don't want to leave why this problem is still here. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'd be much happier leaving when the world is more normal. Well, I hope, I guess that means we'll have you here for, uh, for, for as long <laughs> as possible now. Well, Marty, I appreciate you taking the time and, uh, you know, congratulations, incredible career. You know, uh, you found at Sanmar, it is now the top company. And, and I, from what I understand, I mean, uh, the highest revenue of, of any company in promotional products history, according to ASI data. And, uh, and, and, you know, you started it from, from your parents' basement. I mean, look, look at how it's grown. Is that something that you think about or, or are you more towards looking for the future? No, I like, I don't think about it at all. Really? Well, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's, um, I just, I keep looking at the future. Um, I've had just a personal philosophy that said, I'd like to do better tomorrow than I did yesterday. And um, I don't really concern myself with the fact that we were the largest. It's not like, oh, let's pop some champagne and have a party. It's just it's kind of like, for me, it's like my birthday. Let's just, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again for All taking right. the time and congratulations. Thank you. Have a good day. You too.